Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. I am Kate Kalzik. Yeah, How about you are. That? <laughs> and joined as ever by Allison Shoemaker, Noel Kirkpatrick, returning to the podcast, the triumphant return of Latoya Ferguson. So glad that you are back with us. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm in dumb podcaster mode now forever because my Vampire Diaries podcast, so I'm just going to make sound effects and that's about it, basically. That's great. Well, we are too low tech to have a board, so that works. You know, we'll take it. Um, and we are here because, of course, we you are here because we are turning to Lucifer. We are talking about the first episode of season four, uh, which is Everything's Okay. And uh, we need to start at the appropriate place, which is to call into order the return session of the Trixie fan club. Um, <laughs> so many different ways that we could kick off our conversation about Lucifer season four, but we're starting it with that fabulous Trixie and Maze moment. Uh, who shall we now? Obviously Latoya expert of the show knows the show. Noel, I know that you had seen this first episode a while back. How much of season four have you seen? This episode and then episode two. Okay. Allison, you are the person coming to this the freshest. What did you think of the premiere? And of course, specifically our Trixie moment. Oh, listener, my heart. Um, in general, before I get into the Trixie corner, um, I was a little apprehensive because I started this episode because I started feeling a few days ago like, ooh, I'm ready to be back to Lucifer. This is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. And then I worried that we would start season four and I would just go... Oh, why aren't they people anymore? What's happening? And that didn't happen. So if nothing else, I was just really pleased to be pleased to be watching Lucifer, if that makes sense. Um, I just, I enjoyed it and I very much enjoyed that I enjoyed it. Um, it was great. Uh, as for the Trixie Corner, you know, it, it seemed like that's where it was heading. So it's not as though it was a surprise, but it's so well played by both of them. Um, and it's so simple and they don't push it and they don't make it harder than it needs to be that I just think it was really effective. And I wish there was more Trixie, but presumably she's somewhere eating gelato um, and extorting cash from adults. So as long as we get a little bit of her time, then she's free to do what she likes with the rest of it. Noel, what did you think? I was very happy both times I saw that hug. Mm -hmm. um, I was just like, oh, yes. I can't stay mad at you, you dummy. It's just like, oh. Yeah. You've been pardoned by the queen, princess, ruler of Mars for all past <laughs> sins. You are, you are absolved. I'm just, I was just very happy. Um, I don't love that Chloe's lying about Trixie, but that's something we can get into. And I'm sure uh, but we no. Will. And I'm sure we will, but yeah, no, I'm with Allison. So long as Trixie and Maze are good, Trixie can have all the gelato she wants. <laughs> I think one of the smartest things this episode does, this premiere does, is to just immediately get the Maze Lucifer thing like out of the open and be like, yeah, we ever played that, guys. Uh, you're not so mad about the whole me betraying you thing. They're like, no, that was so last season. Uh, let's just, let's flush, you know. Clean slate, fresh start. Let's just dive in with season four. Uh, I really like this premiere. Latoya, how did you feel revisiting the, this this premiere? I am I, I'm very busy, so that will help me from not just binging season four in advance. Mm -hmm. I will I will make sure to watch one episode at a time with you guys. I really love the season, and I appreciate this because uh you know 
This is after it got canceled on Fox. This is a, a new situation. This, this is Netflix, Lucifer. We can almost say the F word. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> Which, yeah, it, it was very notable. It was like, we could if we wanted to. But do we want to? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the episode, I think it's great for, uh, obviously, you know, established fans of the show. But also, you know, if you have newcomers, you want to like know what's up with the show, especially since, you know, it got canceled and then it was brought to Netflix. So it must be kind of a big deal. There's enough, like, exposition that also just works with the general cadence of the show that it's not like it's just not awkward you know again like the lucifer maze stuff uh like lucifer kind of just going through all the chloe stuff too that that really works and i think that season four and you can kind of even tell here and moving forward like lucifer on netflix is how you're able to get the version of the show that like joe henderson and ildi multrovich always kind of wanted and like weren't able to have on Fox because Fox is just like more cop stuff. Like they obviously enjoy doing the, you know, the case of the week and the cop stuff, but like they want to get more into the character stuff and the mythology. And I think you'll see as it moves forward, like this is kind of like the ideal version of the show that they wanted to do the whole time. Yeah. The, there's a very clear focus on the, they're like, we're going to do the, don't worry guys, we're going to do the fun case stuff. Ella's there, you know, Dan's there. Like, yes, the whole, Hey, Hey, the gang's all here. Um, but no, instead we're going to really focus on the character stuff. We're going to introduce yeah. this mysterious priest character. Hi, Gail. <laughs> I'm so excited. I just want to know why this isn't an exorcist crossover. Like why, why is Ben Daniels not here? That's my question. <laughs> Well, because instead of Ben Daniels, we have Gilf. And uh, Allison, if you would explain for the listeners who are not aware, who is Gilf? Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, Graham McTavish, noted character actor, appears in many things, has 700 accents under his belt, and they all sound great. Uh, human Delight um, is also known in the parlance of another podcast that I'm on, Podland Drunk Cast Not Lunar Podcast as Gilf or Grandpa I'd Like to Fuck. Um, <laughs> I was then corrected uh, by Diana Gabaldon, the the um, author of the Outlander series, who said that technically it should not be Grandpa I'd Like to Fuck. It should be Godfather I'd Like to Fuck because he is Jamie's godfather. So it is God uh, really technically is the Godfather I'd Like to Fuck of the Outlander universe. Um, uh, Graham McTavish is just, he's so good in everything, um, but he is especially good and like scary, but also kind of hot, but also terrible in Outlander, hence the name. Um, if if you ever venture into those waters, um, be prepared to love him and hate him. If you don't, maybe just look for the clip where he's leading a shirtless screaming charge of Scotsman down a hill and kills with like paint on and stuff. Cause it's quite a sight. <laughs> anyway, that's Gilf. That's Gilf. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Graham McTavish fan. When I found out he was showing up in the season, I was very excited, but I had no information on, at all and who he'd be playing. So when someone sat down next to Chloe, I knew that it was Graham McTavish, but I did not know what was going to happen. And I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have any theories on, on Graham McTavish? Uh, Noel on the, uh, the 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 priest at the end. Besides, I mean, you know some about the next episode, but yeah, I know some about the next episode. So okay, no. to be continued. Uh, Latoya, yeah. I I am also a big McTavish fan. Do you have any spoiler free thoughts you can share on McTavish? 
I mean, he uh, is great on this. The casting for the season is like the casting for the show in general is great. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, the Tom Welling thing uh, didn't land well for uh, <laughs> you, my friends. Uh, but I, I do know that people who are watching like Lucifer now and they get to Tom Welling season are excited because uh, Tom Welling is a hunk. I'm sorry, guys, but it's true. He is a hunk. I mean, we saw a lot of his arms. So yeah, so people are enjoying it because Tom mm-hmm. Welling is a hunk. But yeah, I am excited to be in season four and to uh, embrace our new characters, uh, even though it seems like we might be a little antagonistic. <laughs> we'll have to see. Well, I mean, one of the complaints we've had about the show at various points is that they don't give everybody necessarily enough to do. And certainly some of the characters, like we get like no Ella, we get like barely any Ella. Um, but although, yeah, Kate, I don't. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have to say we get no Ella, but at least she is recognizably Ella. Yeah. Like it was such a relief. That was the thing that I was dreading most. And when she sounded like a a person, like a TV person, but a person, it was, it was such a relief. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked a bit about it, but I, we, I don't think we specifically talked about it in the realm of Ella. Do you think that was also a Fox mandate in season three for like make her more? Yeah. Like, like kind yeah. of like a, an NCIS uh, character, like nerd character, basically. Yeah, I can see them doing that. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it feels like it, but who we don't know. We're speculating. I mean, we could always just blame everything bad on Fox, honestly. <laughs> um, but you know, we don't. So we don't get much Ella. We don't get much Dan. But we do get little nuggets with both of them. Um, I think we get the appropriate amount of time with everybody. But what we get here that I really appreciate is that they give Lauren Jones some really good stuff to do. And I'm very excited to see uh, her performance again throughout this season. Um, let me see. Because I just want to say more, but spoilers. <laughs> I haven't had to worry about that recently. Should we have watched the first two episodes instead of just the first one? Well, we'll talk about it tomorrow, but um, hmm, what can we say? Uh, and, you know, I think that her, I'm excited for what she already gets to do here. I'm excited for a different take on reacting to Devilface. And I'm excited for the blend the show is already striking between comfortable, familiar, and let's stretch our legs. Here's what we've been wanting to do for a while. And I feel like we really get that with, with um, Chloe. I feel like we get a bit of that with um, Amenadiel and what seems like it might be coming for him, like some, some significant choices and shifts for him um, purpose for him uh, while still keeping Dr. Linda very much in like the realm that we know and love at least so far. Uh, Latoya, do you have any other like character things that stood out to you this episode? Little character things that stood out to me. Uh, again, I do just love how they're like. Uh, so it was uh, twelve months between the end of season three and the premiere of season four. Um, uh, but of course, he's like within the show. It's one month, so I do like on, on another show. It could like read kind of like uh, unauthentic that you're like, okay, we've gotten over all these issues, but like I think it works here. Like when Amadeo shows up to be like, ladies, don't fight over me. And they're like, no, we got over our stuff like a month ago. We're good now. But also it's hilarious that Amadeo was like, don't fight over me. They're like, come on. And also Linda landed that punch. She did. (laughs) And Maze was amused. She was like, hey, look at you throwing a punch. That's awesome, But I was also just like, you should not be kickboxing in that dress. Yeah, I, I was very concerned for the wardrobe. I will be, I will be honest. 
I also oh, like the bit in that scene where uh, she's pacing before she, she like brings up the kickbox. She's like, I sit all day. It's like, yeah, the past two scenes are literally just her sitting down mm-hmm. <laughs> with Lucifer. It's like, yeah, she needs to walk around. How relatable is that to everybody right now in, in quarantine? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Super relatable. Yeah, I pace around my apartment all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Keenan says, without saying a thing about the rest of the season, I remember when I first watched this, when I watched this the first time after the slog of season three and Grab McTavish showed up, I went, finally, they're engaging in more in- interestingly with the goofy parameters of their world. It was baffling to me that the devil was just bopping around policing and there were not more broad and cosmic ramifications outside of LA. Dr. Linda is still my queen. She can kickbox in anything. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Um, okay, so let me see. What can we talk about? Let's talk about the case of the week. What did we think of the case of the week? Avocado honey is a real thing. Like, I don't understand why this is a joke, but it's a real thing. Like, it exists. I think in my review I wrote, I feel like that's an affront to God that avocado mm-hmm. honey exists. And I think uh, I think this is a good case of the week to start the season with because I think the best cases of the week are the ones that, like, hone in on the weirdness of LA and uh, like the varietal honey thing really hones in on the weirdness of LA. I can drop some knowledge about this um, using this part of my brain that, sorry, I was aiming at the bar cart. I'm yeah, not sure if know, that worked. It, no, it, you got it. it okay, it was, good. It was solid. Yeah. Good. It was, it was um, a little Brian De Palma like tilted, but we got it. <laughs> Well, you know, he's great. He is great, um, yeah. He's a legend. Um, so, uh, Noel is correct. Avocado honey is a real thing. Uh, and it is not as weird or hippy-dippy as it sounds, because if you think about the way that honey is made, obviously bees are going to different blossoms and things. Uh, and the reason I know this is because you can get mead that is made based on what sort of flowers the bees are working with so i have had avocado mead as well as like lilac mead and whatever else um and they taste really different i mean they all taste like mead and they all taste like honey basically but they're the characteristics of them are really different um so i was also like well it's not it's not like they're taking an avocado and they're making honey out of it it's it sounds a little more ridiculous than it actually is but it admittedly will acknowledge sounds absurd right Um, no it does i didn't think they were taking an avocado making honey out of it i felt like it was honey that tastes like avocado which is an affront to god no it doesn't it's at least the mead doesn't it but it has like um the characteristics are just different it still tastes like honey or in this case, my frame of reference is mead. If you ever get to try mead from avocado nectar, essentially, um, please do. It's so good. And it doesn't taste like avocado. It's not like drinking guacamole, but sweet. I promise. <laughs> now just thinking about that makes me disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally the only thing Lurker wanted me to tell everyone. <laughs> was avocado honey is a thing. Why are they making fun of this? Um, I like the case of the week as well. Um, even if it, like, like you said, it veers into the weirdness of LA, but it also veers into the weirdness of like mob people. Yes. Of, like <laughs> the knob and the pool boy. It's just like, <laughs> this is all very uh. silly and I'm here for all of this. Um, I'm not here for like the U.S. Marshal doing it um, because it was just really predictable. I mean, of course, yeah, it was character actor Sasha Ruiz. I was like immediately, of course, he did it. Right, exactly. <laughs> it was it was yeah. that guy. Um, I know who that is. Literally, the only person on the show I know who it is in this episode. 
aside from Graham McTavish, but he didn't show up until the last last minute. So it was just like, that guy did it. At this point, we can just accept it. They're like, here, this is the guy. Just enjoy things like Bob the Knob, because that's funny. <laughs> Bob the Knob is very funny. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the the energy around the monsters was fun. I kept waiting for like the reveal that they were like lacing the honey with coke or something, and that's why Lucifer <laughs> yeah. kept going back to it. My thought was meth, but I had the same thought that there is definitely something in that Lucifer is going to have to go to poison control or something. Yeah, um, but I think it's probably better that they didn't do that. It gives them more space to for what they were actually interested in, which was, of course, the the. The typical Lucifer, make the case about me, or in this case, make really the case about, about Chloe. Chloe. Yeah, it's about yeah. Chloe this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we have any uh, any thoughts about the case, like that part of it, or Dr. Linda? For me, I enjoyed that when he storms out at the end, she, she, there's like a little, it's not just kayak, it's also, that could have gone worse. He totally missed the point, but he did actually get more of the point than previously, so I'm going to take the win. This is still somehow a win. He's definitely progressed in his therapy. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely gotten lessons out of it. He's, like, with, with the case for what he thinks with Chloe, because he thinks she's in denial, in theory, he, he's right, actually, but, like, once you get the twist, it's like, oh, that's why he's wrong. So he, like, was on the right track, actually, this time. hmm Yeah. Which, he had progress. Yeah, also, like, you should just believe what someone's telling you. Yes, she, Dr. Linda's right. You know, you have to trust and believe I mean, not what she's saying. not your double face. But also, it is ridiculous. That is, like, a really... That's, like, harder to believe that she's actually okay. Yeah. And, like, and that she didn't come back to town. Ta- if she was... Because if she was actually okay, she would have come back to town and gone to see him. She wouldn't have come back to town and first saw him by accident at the crime scene. Like... You know, so so he's definitely picking up on stuff. Um, so I like the the dual message of like, yes, I undoubtedly she's got a lot she's dealing with right now, but she is not my client. You are my client, so we're gonna stay centered on this part of things. And also, she's my friend, and I'm not gonna therapize my friend, um, which is I think a good amount of distance for Dr. Linda. We will see if it holds. Um, any other thoughts on the Dr. Linda corner, or else we have to talk about our our favorite boys of Amenadiel and Dan. Uh, I, I, my Dr. Linda corner is that first of all, I agree that reaction shot after he leaves the first time is great. There are like four different things in there and it's just this little look on Rachel Harris's face. It was, I was so excited to see her again. um, was, I'm, I love Dr. Linda. Um, so that also, I hope that she starts a support group, even if it's just her and Chloe. Mm-hmm. because it seems like maybe that would be helpful like for the two of them to sort of process together that seems like that would be a good thing um yeah and i'm uh I, i'm i'm glad i'm glad that she seems to be doing well i've been worried about poor linda uh and yeah i want to talk about our favorite boys a lot because i just think that even though there's not much of it i think this is just a top tier dan episode when he was doing his scene with Amenadiel, there's a certain point where um, I, while we were still watching the episode, I looked at Tom and I was like, how can you not think he's good? He's so good. He's doing so much with an impossible scene. 
Um, I think that 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 was really an episode highlight for me. Maybe not the the very best scene in the episode, but certainly in the mix for me. What did y'all think of that one? It was it was probably my favorite bit in the whole episode. Um, I think Alejandro is just really really taps into something and like maybe he's drawing on something from his own past experience. But there's a lot there that just feels so isolated from everything because his everything's gone for a month. There was no Charlotte. Aminadil was gone. Chloe was gone. Trixie was gone. He had nothing for a month. So while there's that nice scene with him and Chloe before they come on to the Knob's house, which I can't remember his actual name. Well, it's Bob because he's Bob it's the Knob. Bob, it's Bob the Knob, right? It rhymes. <laughs> Even better. Um, you get little hints of that. It was just like, I threw myself into my work. That's the only therapy I need. And I was just like, Dan, no, you definitely need more therapy. You a need more therapy, and b you need to get to an improv class. Dan, I was gonna say, (laughs) good job not taking to improv for your therapy. Um, you need to get to an improv class and start working through some stuff. Uh, so that scene, and then get getting the Amenadiel stuff, I thought was really great. And then (laughs) Amenadiel puts his hand on Dan's chest to really reaffirm that Charlotte's in heaven. I just went. The Jason Mendoza chest touch. <laughs> it's all you need. It just immediately makes you feel better. And it, um, it did work. It did work. It did work. Um, so I think all of that is really, really good. And I think Amenadiel, that for more than anything, really drives home that Amenadiel, for this, this is home for him now. Dan is home. Um, and I ship it real hard. Uh, I love uh, this because Dan is, again, it's been a month. No one's been there. And Lucifer, in theory, has been there, but he's just... He's singing Creep for 30 days in a row, which is the wrong yeah, radio headset. Yeah. He's not taking any responsibility for what happened to Charlotte. He's still mocking Dan. And again, it's been a month. Charlotte just died, basically. And Dan has no one. And Lucifer is still cracking jokes. And Dan just snaps. And he's like, like we're, we're not friends anymore. He considered them friends. So he snaps at him and then he... When he explains what it means when someone recoils at your touch, and he's like, it means they hate you. Uh, it's just, it's so fucking cold-blooded. But you know what? Lucifer deserved it. I was yeah. proud of Dan. Lucifer did deserve it. That, like, was like, yes, Dan, in the, the other show, in the Detective Douche series, mm-hmm. that was like a big, triumphant, climactic moment. Like, the big scene in the episode in Detective Douche, the series. Uh, <laughs> it was a really, really good scene. Both of them were really good in it. Yeah. It it hints at a different direction for Dan this season. And I think that's as much as I uh, appreciate what we've gotten with Dan for most of the run, actually, once they figured out the character, uh, giving Kevin Alejandro something new is certainly going to be an interesting thing. And he really nails his scenes, as we've all said, the, the, um, just the, the, the patience, like that you can just see the decision when it happens for him. And then the, 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 the patience and, with which he describes, you know, what that means is really effective. And yeah, I'm excited for what's gonna, um, what that portends for him. Yeah. I just want to make sure that we talk about um, Lucifer coming out to Ella because that scene made me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it is not very much Ella. I agree that it is the right amount of Ella. I'm delighted that she is a 
recognizably human Ella. Um, but I think that the way it was shot was so fun and creative and both of the performances are really great. And, um, I think that Lauren German is good in that scene as well, but watching those two sort of play that up and watching Tom Ellis lean into all of the, cause I'm the devil. No, I am actually the, and my thing is I'm the devil. Um, <laughs> just, it was really fun and fresh. Yeah. The thing I wanted to mention uh, about Menadiel was that I actually, it's a comment on the writing. I really like the the writing in that scene because I do think like when someone you love is, has died or has been hurt or something like that. And somebody who has a strong personal faith says something like that to you. If you are not someone who ascribes to that, it can be incredibly frustrating. It's like, you're saying this to me. And if you, you should know me well enough to know that this will bring me no comfort because I do not believe it. You are saying this so that you feel better about you having said what you think will comfort you, not because you're taking any cons- into any consideration what will help me and what I'm feeling. And it can just feel like a mockery at a certain point. And so I like, I really liked that amenadiel is speaking not from a place of faith, but from a place of fact. And that doesn't, you know, obviously Dan has no way to know that. That doesn't help Dan. So I like that they, again, he's a good Dan episode. They gave him the strength to push back on that and basically tell him that he'll to, to fuck off. Um, but then because D.B. Woodside is so very charismatic and so very sincere in that scene, you absolutely buy the, you know, the, the Jason Mendoza chest touch and the, um, just the, 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 you really needed weight in that moment. You really needed a, just that little bit of time to really sit and let the performances sell it. And I thought that the show did it really well. I loved that, that little bit in the, in the dialogue and in the writing. Um, we have over here in the comments, um, Keenan says, I don't want Dan to be sad anymore. And I got emotional when he felt better. And yeah, yeah, he's in, he's got to be in a rough place. And it's like, how can I make you feel better? Um, Charlotte is dead, but I'm the devil and he's an angel. And so we can personally assure you that she is in heaven, which is an actual place. Um, so aren't you glad we made it? Be- like, it wouldn't make anything better. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, it, it's at least something. Yeah, I agree. It is, yeah. Um, unless anybody has final thoughts, and Keenan and Scott, if you have anything you want to throw in there, had, had, throw it in the chat. Uh, no, go for it. Folks, we have we have not talked about Lee. Uh, Mr. Set Out, bitch. <laughs> Coming back from the desert. <laughs> That's the thing. If, we, if nothing else, we have to talk about that opening yeah. scene and the welcome to Netflix rear end, <laughs> right? Bum shot. Uh, what, what did we think? I mean, I will note that this episode, uh, was directed by Sharon Shalati, who always, like, directs, like, really great moments, like, the, the fight scene in, in the beginning of this and the, the scene set to creep, but also, like, he directed God Johnson, so, like, mm-hmm. that amazing escape and, like, the, the, um, the, like, the karaoke bar fight scene, so, and just from future episodes, I, he continues to direct some, uh, really amazing, uh, scenes, so be on the lookout for that. Well, my thing, Latoya, you can just take another long sip of your drink. Um, Does Lee show up in the season five premiere? Because I need this just to be a runner. I need it to be a runner, too. I was thinking the same thing. Every premiere. It's not even really a spoiler. I feel like at this point, it's a thing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good. Um, Because 
it becomes a called it because I I said he needed to show up in season four premiere and he did and I didn't know he was going to. There you go. He's just part of the family now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am curious where we will find him next. Yeah. I thought that this was this was pretty fun. Uh, Scotty says I hate when shows throw a huge bombshell in the finale and then in the premiere quickly move th- uh, through it so the show can keep d- being the same as it always was. This. Almost did that for me. I think the final scene saved it, but I'm still burned from season three, and I'm worried they won't pull it off. I hear you. Let's talk tomorrow. Yeah, I, I do feel like this premiere didn't like throw that away, though. Uh, especially, which I, I've also no- noticed, uh, which I noted in my notes that um, disheveled Lucifer when his like hair's all mussed up is like th- the hottest version of Lucifer. Oh, movie. for sure. Yes. Like, I, yes. I really love it. Yeah. Bender Lucifer is the hottest Lucifer. 100%. So good. And uh, I would like to see more of it. I'm sure we will, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Latoya, if you can remind me, do we have a character introduction at the end of the next episode? Is that yes. when that happens? Yeah. That's why okay. I was like, maybe we should just watch the first two. Yeah. Well, I there's a character who's going to show up in the next episode that I, uh, for whatever reason, thought showed up in the end of this episode I was like but that wouldn't make any sense I was like watching going like that wouldn't yeah. make any sense and it's because they come in at, at the next episode okay well do we have any final thoughts if not it's it's time for that title game uh, uh, my final thought is that I was a lot less annoyed by creep than I thought it I was would be I, yeah. Yeah. and the gag that he thinks a gun is being held to his head because he sung <laughs> that song too many times was Perfect. Especially after making it the autoplay on Netflix for so long. Like it's it's like he's done it all of those times too. Yeah. Um it so who among us would not? I just it was a very good, very good. Well joke. Radiohead also would not because they don't even play that song anymore when they tour. Yeah. yeah. I was actually wondering, Allison, how you were feeling about that. That's the autoplay. So I'm like, how are you feeling about that? It's kind of kind of spoily, but not. So like while watching on Netflix. Yeah, I was prepared because of the autoplay. I was prepared to full out hate it. And then I was like, oh, that's really funny and smart. And it, as a, a passage of time device, it's interesting. And there was lots of scruffy Lucifer. So, you know, hot. Um, he can't really sing that song, but that's not really the point story wise. And, and, and almost no one can. It's Correct. a really hard song. Yeah. Um, yeah. The way in which he sings it is correct for the character. Yes, totally. Yeah, I wrote in my review that it's like choosing that number is on the nose but perfect. But like on the nose but perfect is kind of like Lucifer in a nutshell, basically. Yeah, that's Lucifer's whole thing. Yeah, (laughs) I still stand by my username. (laughs) Yeah, everything in its right place. Um, So our next episode is uh, episode two, season four. Somebody's been reading Dante's Inferno. It's me. <laughs> it's always so, <laughs> Nolan's no. seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Al, uh, the toy and I have seen it. So, Allison, any predictions based on somebody's been reading Dante's Inferno as a title? Well, what I want to know is what translation. It's mm-hmm. a fair point. And also, they've just been reading the Inferno. They haven't been reading the entirety of the Divine yeah. Comedy. Like, why? that's another issue. Yeah. That really isn't it because you're just, you're not getting the whole picture. Um, right. And admittedly, you don't want nerds. it because the other. <laughs> Purgatory and heaven are both really boring compared to the Inferno. It's true, but and it's it's an understandable thing. But you just you gotta you gotta yeah. get the whole the whole picture. Um, actual predictions, uh, because my <laughs> prediction yesterday was obviously one hundred percent a joke. Um, 
and not just that I was incorrect. Um, I think somebody's been reading Dante's Inferno. Maybe Chloe is going to start. Chloe is like double agenting for the church. Are we setting up a whole season of undercover Chloe? Only it's that Lucifer doesn't know that it's undercover Chloe. And she starts asking questions and then he says, well, somebody's been reading Dante's Inferno. <laughs> um, that's my guess and my okay. earnest guess. Also, um, I would like to thank Lucifer on Netflix for only busting out the words devil face in Tom Ellis's accent once and then just saying my true self the rest of the time, which is better. Mm-hmm. Is it though? Is after, it really? after season three, Allison's furious. Uh, I, I just, my delight about it is linked specifically to this podcast. It takes me completely out of the show every time that poor actor has to say with a straight face, my devil face. You <laughs> took my devil face. Every time I'm like, you poor guy. <laughs> like, what? So I appreciate that it was just one. And then it was, you could almost see him go like my true self. <sighs> oh, thank God. Oh, what a relief. Um, so yeah, um, there we go. Jesus. Okay. I think. We should note uh, also season four is 10 episodes mm-hmm. uh, instead of like uh, 100 like season three was. So. <laughs> but, that yeah. also but how many overly... episodes does it feel like? <laughs> uh, it, it feels like uh, it feels like you want more. It's uh, it's one of those uh, good Netflix shows where you want more episodes. And also every episode is in the right position. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the uh, really cool things about uh, being on Netflix is now they can do like, uh, you know, those special episodes like they wanted to do, but like they don't have to like pop them into where they don't really fit now they can just have them be part of the show Mm -hmm. yeah i would say i think 10 is a bit too few for the ideal version of the show it's very streamlined so you don't season four doesn't get the same like digressions that were so much fun in parts of season one season two and even parts of season three um so i'm actually very curious what the show's gonna feel like in season five when they've got eight and eight right Mm -hmm. yeah so, you know, I'm, I'm curious what it'll feel like with that, because it, because they're doing half and half, it won't, I, I anticipate it won't have the same, like, now it's just one just for funsies in the middle, because they'll be building up to a cliffhanger at the end of eight, yeah. probably. Yeah, but like, one of the funsies episodes in season five, I will say, like, it's also relevant to the plot, but like, again, that's because they can make it that now, and uh, I'm excited for another funsies episode in part two. Uh, whenever that happens and now we're apparently getting a season six so Uh, has it been confirmed that's been confirmed yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay they they managed to get enough money to convince tom ellis to come back (laughs) yeah yeah because i had heard that he was definitely signed now well no yeah because for season uh, six he is uh, season five yeah yeah, for season five now he's an executive producer so well Mm -hmm. good for him yeah that's what you gotta do gotta give him the exec producer money I yeah. hope that that means that we're going to be down to one devil face per season because <laughs> that poor guy. And maybe he'll also get more say in what songs he sings because I think that would also probably be good. Uh, are announcements that have already been made spoilers? Because I want to say something singing related. Oh, if you're saying there will be more songs. Right? Yes, but something specifically yeah. about that. Go for it. Go for it. This yeah. musical episode that's going to be in part two of season five. Wow! Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Listen, Allison's very excited. I love a musical episode. I love a musical episode. There, there also, of course, be more singing in season four and season five before that, and from yeah. not just from Tom. 
Oh my god. I just want I just want a musical number for Dan. Musical number for Dan or I quit. Is it a, a, an original musical or is it going to be pre-existing songs? Do we know that? I think, I think pre-existing songs. Because let me Ugh. look up what the episode title is real quick. Uh, don't tell us. I don't well, want to know episode titles because they're very funny and very good. Well, I think it's because that might actually answer the question in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to imagine it's probably a jukebox. You can just tell us, is it... Is it Buffy or is it Grace? Uh, karaoke is in the title. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's why I was well, like. Well, you know what? If that's the context, then that's fine. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I'm into it. Yeah. I think it's like the second episode of part two of season five. So okay. whenever that is available. <laughs> yep. Yay. I'm very, I'm very excited. There's, yeah. uh, was it, is it the last episode of this season? There's a thing I'm very excited for us to get to or second to last episode. I don't think it's the last episode. I think it's a little bit before, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm looking I'm, forward to some stuff. I'm Staying vague. Excited to watch the season. Uh, I revitalized after, <laughs> again, the 100 episode of season three. <laughs> yes. We need, we, you know, very cl- palate cleansing break. It was yeah. good. We definitely needed it. But I, I'm excited to be back. Yeah. And time. also, I would say the season has um, something like substantial for every character. Uh, I think they all, uh, are treated very well the actors this season so i'm excited for i'm excited for a lot of stuff this season yeah can i um can i briefly say that i want to demonstrate in visual form but also audio form my love of the musical episode by showing you this which is a a little paragraph about i can't see what that says well it's a little paragraph about musical episodes but the important thing is it's a little paragraph about musical episodes in my book Hey-o! Ooh! Ah! Very fancy. I got my my copy the other day. It's my book. It's ah. my book. I, I was inspired it. by Latoya's book should being we, behind her. Put our books in front of the cameras. We got books, my baby! Book. We have books! Buy our books! Books! <laughs> books! <laughs> uh, also, kid, I just realized, yes, the number you're talking about is in the finale. I was thinking of another number, but yeah. yeah. Numerous numbers. Uh, yes. Sun time, sun time, sun time, sun time. Uh, Keenan has an important question, and I'm going to expand this for listeners at home. What are the names of your books? It's called Latoya's book. <laughs> no, <laughs> and mine's called Allison's version of Latoya's book. <laughs> um, I look forward to reading Allison's writing about wrestling. <laughs> I do too, actually. Um, but yes, my book is an encyclopedia of women's wrestling, 100 profiles of the strongest of the sports. Cool. Listeners, it was hilarious to me on Twitter. Was it last week? The week before? Yeah, When yeah. Latoya was talking about wrestling um, and, and someone was like, but why? It seems like you are like ashamed to like wrestling. Why would you say? And it's like. She literally wrote a book about what the Oh my god. <laughs> and it was like definitely pinned my pin tweet at the time promoting my yeah. book. So Yeah. How <laughs> dumb do you have to be to think Latoya is ashamed of liking wrestling? What uh, go away, mansplainer, go away. Right? Go away, yeah, mansplainer. Go away. Uh Allison, what is the name of your book? Title of your my book. book is How TV Can Make You Smarter. Very nice. Available at all local re- resellers? Yeah, bookshop.org. It will connect you with independent bookstores around the country so you can support. You can shop local while also still shopping online. Um, uh, it's a part of the How series from Chronicle Books. So it's things like how music can, I think it's how music can open your heart, how art can 
change your life, how shit like that. So um, they're very, they're very good. I have all of them. They're all over there, but this one's mine. I'm going to write a book now, a follow up book to your book, which is how Lucifer season three can make you smarter. (laughs) Well, Latoya, I have a whole chapter about the value of interesting failures in this book. However, I will say, I'm not sure that Lucifer season three is an interesting failure. So it's more like, it would probably more apply to the chapter about how it's okay to quit television shows, but I'm glad I didn't <laughs> because because I'm very I'm very excited about season four. You really did just have to get over that hump. Yeah, worth it. Okay. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap us here because I have to edit this. <laughs> yeah, and uh, say thank you to to Scotty and Keenan for hanging out in the chat. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Latoya, for jump, dropping back in with us. Are you going to return for other future episodes? I feel like I should just return for the season again. Yeah, only 10 episodes. yes, right. you're welcome. You're certainly welcome. Um, so that's very exciting. Um, we will be back tomorrow. To talk about episode two, somebody's been reading Dante's Inferno. Until then, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.